The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance? Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, the one who made us, loves us, and keeps us. Amen. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. So begins our gospel today from Luke. And it puts us in the mind of the importance of storytelling. A few weeks ago, we had a Netflix date at our house and we re-watched the 2012 film entitled Lincoln, starring Daniel Day-Lewis. It's a behind-the-scenes look at everything that it took to get the 13th Amendment passed as the Civil War was drawing to a close. It is such a great movie, and I totally recommend it if you haven't seen it. 
In fact, it's worth watching multiple times because you learn something different each time. It's fascinating on a number of different levels, and I could preach about 10 different sermons based on it, so you may hear more about it in the future, <laughs> just saying. But today, today, I want to reflect specifically on the power of storytelling. Abraham Lincoln was a masterful storyteller, absolutely the best. And he would often tell his tales at the most unexpected times. In, fa in fact, sometimes even at very stressful times when things needed to get done on a deadline. He would have the audacity to take time out for a story. Some people welcomed this break in the action and some people most certainly did not. And his stories often took the form of parables, stories that were meant to help the people listening to take time out in the heat of the moment, to reflect on why they were doing what they were doing. Lincoln's parables were meant to slow things down, to recalibrate things, to reframe the narrative, and often to interject some humor into the situation to relieve the tension in the room. Members of his cabinet would often get very angry when he did this, as if to say, really? Here we are trying to get the 13th Amendment passed on a deadline, and you're telling us another one of your stories? And yet, and yet Lincoln persisted. Yes, Lincoln was an amazing storyteller, but Jesus, Jesus was the most masterful storyteller of all. Jesus told parable after parable after parable, stories with a purpose, stories meant to get people to think in a different way, to get them scratching their heads and pondering what it was that he was trying to communicate. The Pharisees and the scribes are grumbling during a very tense situation in today's gospel, situations that Jesus often found himself in. They're complaining amongst themselves about the fact that Jesus is spending so much time with shady people, sinful people, unclean people, tax collectors even. Tax collectors were the lowest of the low, fellow Jews who collected taxes on behalf of the Roman Empire and often added a surcharge that they would keep for themselves. When you think about how you feel in the month of April every year toward the IRS, and then multiply that a few times, we can get in touch with how people felt about tax collectors in Jesus' day. For Jesus to associate with tax collectors would have been unheard of. No religious teacher would have done that. He knew what the Pharisees and the scribes were thinking and saying about him, and he knew why. But instead of tackling their grumbling head on, Jesus tells everybody a story that he hopes will help them change their narrative. He tells them the parable of a shepherd who looks over his flock and notices that one of his sheep is missing. 
and he immediately leaves the 99 others in search of that one lost sheep. He finds it, brings it home, and invites everyone to a party to rejoice with him, to rejoice with him that that one lost sheep has been found. There is a lot packed into this little parable. The Pharisees, it would seem, are part of the 99 sheep in today's parable. They are the faithful ones. They are the ones who abide by the rules and do what they are supposed to do. And Jesus isn't admonishing them for this. These are all good things. But being self-righteous about all of the good things that they do is not good. Self-righteousness is not a good thing. And it's not a good thing that they're looking down on other people who aren't following the rules and judging Jesus for spending time with them. The story, I think, that Jesus tells is inviting them to a change of heart to help them see that the kingdom of God is fundamentally about mercy fundamentally about mercy. It's about the shepherd who loves all the sheep, the ones who are doing what they're expected to do, and the ones who wander off. The shepherd who searches high and low, who will not rest, who will not rest until that one sheep is found. That one sheep shivering in the cold who's gotten caught up in some mess, either of their own devising or something out of their control. The shepherd looks and looks and calls and calls until that one sheep is found. We have all been there, each and every one of us, all of us at one time or the other in our lives is that little lost sheep. And what a blessing. What a blessing to know that God will not rest until we are found. Will not rest. Jesus is directing the story at the Pharisees, but he is also bringing good news to the tax collectors and the sinners in this parable. They know that they are the lost sheep. They know it immediately when he tells the story. They know that they are not one of the pack of the Pharisees and the scribes. They know that the other 99 are looking down upon them. But what a blessing. What a blessing to know that that shepherd will not rest until they are found. Yes, the shepherd with them in the story today, Jesus is telling them this story too. He is inviting them to allow themselves to be found. He's telling those sinners and tax collectors, I want to find you too. Will you let me find you? So this parable is good news for the people who know they're the outsiders, but it's even more important, even more important for the insiders. It's even more important for the Pharisees to repent 
than it is for the ones who they see as undeserving. Repenting is not just feeling bad about what we've done. Repenting is about having a change of heart and mind that will then lead to a change in attitude and in action. The Pharisees need to respond to God's wide embrace, to know that the shepherd loves them and the shepherd loves the one lost sheep and that they should love the one lost sheep too. It's about everybody coming to the party, knowing that everyone is invited. Every person belongs there and that every person makes an important contribution. We all have important work to do, each and every one of us. The party is the celebration that strengthens us to do the work that God has given us to do. We leave the party and we live differently. The party changes us. It gives us joy for the journey. It reframes how we see others. The Pharisee dancing with the tax collector at the party is the thy kingdom come that we pray for every Sunday. The Pharisee dancing with the tax collector. To be in right relationship with our brothers and sisters and to be in right relationship with the shepherd is the point of the story. Knowing that no one deserves more or less grace than another and repenting, doing something different in response to that inestimable love, that love that first loved us, the love that will love us out of self, our self-righteousness, that will love us out of our shame for having wandered off from God or wandered off from other people or wandered off from ourselves or that love that will allow us to see ourselves as people who belong, as people who belong. It's about opening ourselves up to the joy of the kingdom, that joy that Jesus came to bring us. Joy is the centerpiece on the heavenly banquet table. Joy is precious. Joy is deeper than mere happiness. Joy is something that we know down in our bones if we can just let ourselves experience it. It's always there, always available to us. But opening our hearts and our minds to receive it can be so hard to do. That's why Jesus told parables to the Pharisees and to the tax collectors. And it's why he's telling it to us again this morning. We might be picturing ourselves today as we reflect on this parable. We might see ourselves as the Pharisee, feeling judgy towards someone else in our lives. I don't know about you, I've been there before, and I'm imagining, even if it's not today, that you have felt judgy towards someone in your life. Knowing that God has not given up on that person that we are judging is so important. We're called to remember that God has not given up on that person, whatever they have done. 
And if you are feeling outside of grace today yourself, if you're not feeling God's warm embrace, this parable is meant for you too. It's important to know that God loves us, however bad we might feel about ourselves. And we all need to know that our imaginations need to be reawakened, whether we're the Pharisee or the tax collector, that we're all called to see that God's vision for this world is so much bigger than our self-righteous notions of other people or our harsh judgments of ourselves. If Jesus were here in the flesh this morning, he would be telling his crazy tales about the wideness of the kingdom and the wildness of the kingdom in all kinds of unlikely places. He'd be at our southern border. He'd be in our homes. He'd be in our church. Jesus would be anywhere where we struggle to accept our fellow sheep for who they are and where people need to hear that they belong. We are all at different times in our lives, the Pharisee or the tax collector, and we all need God's mercy, whichever role we're seeing ourselves in today. And we need the good shepherd to help us to open ourselves to joy.